Welcome to the podcast, Set Free, A Time for Testimony. And I'm Chris West, accompanied by... Eric Crandall. How you doing, Eric? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing real good, brother. Uh, who do we got here with us tonight? Well, this is a uh, this is a real good friend of mine named Kelly Meadows. I, I met him probably, what, six years ago now, Kelly? Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, he's, uh, you know, just a, a real good friend of mine. We kind of lost contact for a little while, but... Um, got a great testimony i'm sure you guys are going to be anxious to hear what he's got to say absolutely well uh kelly we'll dive on into it i'm going to ask you some questions uh was there an event in your childhood that affected the course of your life either in a positive or negative way or both and was church a part of your childhood you know that's really uh that's a good question that's a deep question on, yeah. on the drive down here like there's so much stuff kind of flooding through me like what could that have been you know is it one thing? Is it multiple things? And maybe one thing I could, I as I got older from the childhood, reflected on was there was a time where uh, my grandfather was a pastor at Church of God. And at 52 years old, he passed away when I was seven years old. Oh, wow. And at that time, uh, you know, my mom had gotten remarried. I really didn't know my own father. So the one I had had was my grandfather. Wow. And, uh, that kind of sent the the family maybe into a spiral at some point. Uh, we ended up kind of leaving Oklahoma and going back with my real dad and leaving. And then eventually came back six months later to another town and without dad. And I can look back on that and go like, well, maybe if my grandfather hadn't passed away, that was the leader of the family and, and, and a good godly man, maybe things might have turned out a little bit different. Wow. Where my life ended up going as a teenager and in my twenties and kind of just spiraling and living a different kind of life than I probably should have. Absolutely. I can relate to that. You know, I lost a grandfather too. And it, it, it was really, it was my first you know big death and he, he just taught me everything. So I can really relate to that. Yeah. I, I got something kind of like that too. I was about 18 when my grandpa passed, but he was a big part of my life as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know why those things happen in life. Uh, it, it, it's just, God's plan or just you know, Satan can destroy a family by taking, you know, the, the leader out. Yeah. And yeah. For sure. At my age now I have, I have children and I have, you know, granddaughters and stuff. And you realize when you get older, 52 is not that old, you know what I mean? It's not. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't want my family to go through it, you know? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the crazy thing about how death is actually a part of life though. You know, even, uh, when we think about when I think about like a caterpillar in in, in the in the butterfly thing, in there's a moment in that cocoon when the caterpillar is no longer alive. There's no life in there whatsoever, and 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 you know a short time later, here comes this beautiful you know butterfly, and 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 uh, so out of out of death comes this resurrection. Really, it's kind of a picture of Jesus Christ if you think about it. Yeah. Right. There's something I thought of, you know, last week that was nothing to do with the question. And I'll just, I was driving down the road, you know, we have all have our different generations we grow up with. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm 55 now. I've got three grown kids. I've got five granddaughters and I've, I've got my mom and, and her husband uh, still. Awesome. It's just, 
if there's any unfairness to it in life, it's that we have to separate from them at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we're going to lose people ahead of us and we're going to leave people behind, you know, as a family and just, man, I wish we could all just do this whole journey of 70 years together. You know what I mean? But <laughs> right. It doesn't happen that way. You know what I no. mean? We have yeah. your friends that you can grow up with and your spouse, but it's maybe I'm, I'm thinking ahead of time. Like I hate to leave them behind, you know? Yeah, sure. Sure. You know. Wish we could all start and end at the same exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're on, a, awesome. we're on a ship together and we're going to get to the shore together and we're not going to be sad or, you know, lonely or lost. I guess the beautiful part about that is knowing that um, in the end, we'll all be together. That's right. You know, as long as we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, like we know that you, you're going to, you know, see your grandfather again. Right. And, and that's why, you know, we get older and we start pushing the younger ones to, straighten up and do things, you know, without right. You know, you give them that story, you know, yeah. I want to see you make heaven. I want to see you there. I want to be there. And, and that's the only chance I'm going to see you guys again. Then we want to make sure that everybody's squared away before we go. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, well, what major events led you to realizing you needed to make a change in your life? Probably my life in general, but you know, I could say, uh, <laughs> There was a time uh, I was just, you know, living my life, doing my own things, and uh, didn't realize how far, you know, it spiraled out. You know, you think you're okay when you're living in sin. You you know, you don't want to do what God wants you to do. You just want to be yourself and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. And probably the worst thing I ever did was I used to play in, in clubs and rock bands and stuff. Nothing major, just that was the thing we did. And uh, partied a lot. And I always had conviction, and I hated it. And it, I, I was a big hypocrite because I could be playing in a club and doing something and step outside and get high and come back in, and I would look down on people. You know, like, look at these people in here, you know, alcoholics, <laughs> druggies. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? Talking about being a hypocrite when you're just as high as they are. Right. I was really bad about that. And then I don't know if God was trying to teach me something or show me something, or I was just a bad person at that. But I hated having conviction so much, and I asked God to leave me alone. Oh, boy. I, I, I had a one-on-one, -on -one, like, would you just leave me alone, quit bothering me stuff, quit making me worry and stress and be convicted of everything I do? Just let me be like everybody else. Mm. And he did. Oh, and boy. I'll tell you what, man, that was the dumbest thing, yeah. <laughs> worst statement I ever made in my life because when he let me spin for myself, uh, you know, I spiraled out of control, you know, sure. almost lost my marriage and things got really, really bad, you know. No boundaries. Yeah, there was, and, and not worrying about it. Yeah. At least before I had, you know, better in my head, you know what I mean? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Right. Uh, Going to get out of this one of these days and. So I would advise anybody thinking, yeah, telling God that don't do it. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> That's a mistake. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, did you did you come up in church or like you know, where did you develop those core values from? I did uh, as a child and up to probably you know twelve thirteen years old. Mm -hmm. Kind of we went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesdays, but it, nothing nothing really ever stuck. It was just the procedures of going. Yeah, going yeah. through the motions. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my mom took me and my brother to church. Yeah. All the time, because that's the way she was raised. But it, I never got saved as a kid, you know. 
And by the time youth group hit around, I was pretty well gone from it for a lot of years. Uh, I've heard that described as a drug problem. You got drugged to church. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, I mean, maybe so. You know, it wasn't an option, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're inviting your friends to church so they go hang out with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, how, how has your life been changed, and, and how, how did you change it? Well, uh, I'm gonna, I can tell you a story kind of on a little off point with that, but when I first got saved at uh, in Shawnee at a church, I, I was going for a little while and, you know, still didn't really want to be there, but my wife wanted to go and uh, she had our, our little son and I had, I had brought to the marriage two children of my own. So we had these three kids and we're going and uh, my whole back was... Satan telling me that uh, if I got saved, I had to quit playing music, and I had to. Uh, what a lot! Toss. Oh, oh! He hammered me every Sunday about all those songs you wrote, man. You know, and those chords and all this stuff you've come up with that uh, you, you know you're gonna throw it in the trash. And, yeah, it's not good enough. Huh? You're never gonna be nothing. Yeah, you're not gonna do anything. And uh, I wasn't that good. I'm still not. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. finally, I had to. I had to give. I'd stop listening to him yeah. and okay, I'm, I'm going. And I gave up everything. I gave up the music. I gave up the pot and stuff I was on. And I got, you know, I, I never had an urge to, to smoke pot or anything after that. Mm. It just, we're talking about God taking something away. Cause I smoked it for 24 years yeah, delivered and oh. uh, not occasionally daily. Yeah. So just to take it away, you know, it was just cleared my head. And I'm like, well, I don't care. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to get saved anyway. And a week later, and the only time I heard this out of the, the church while I was there the whole time was from the pulpit, uh, the praise and worship leader said, hey, if there's anybody out there that plays music and stuff that want to join the praise and worship team, we'd like to see you after service. Wow. And I just raised my <laughs> hand. I'm like, that's me. Yeah. 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 So I became the church bass player for a long time. Here's mm-hmm. Yeah, defeated the lies of the enemy just mm-hmm. like that, all in like all in one fell swoop. And I found out that God had a whole different plan for yeah. me trying to play guitar and, and stuff. And uh, like we was talking earlier in, in the, the men's deal, I'm not going to take credit for uh, any words right. that come out of me or chord arrangements and stuff. It's it's not me. It's just it's just a vessel thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll yeah. take credit for me not sounding well, but I'll take credit for, <laughs> for the message of the song. Okay. Isn't it? Yeah. I'll give God credit for everything good in my life today, and I'll take credit for all the rest. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's on me. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> if it's broken, I did that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's got to tell people, like, you know, God's colorblind, and thank God he's a little tone deaf as well. Isn't that right? He just smiles and looks at his children. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Joyful noise. <laughs> Joyful noise. Well, uh, what words of wisdom or advice would you give a person who is struggling today? Seeing that question on there earlier, I was thinking of advice that I always give people. And it comes from uh, every year, uh, me and my wife go float the Illinois River. We go to Tahlequah and take that little oh, yeah. trip. You know what I mean? We've been doing that for several years in a row. And it's kind of the same thing, but it's fun. We like to do it. But in our relationships, whether it's with the Lord or it's, with your wife, you know, your spouse, I guess we could say, uh, 
it's like floating the river because, you know, there's an anticipation of getting there and you get on, they always drop you off at a nice point. You know what I mean? You're not, mm-hmm. you get in and you start floating and you start out on this journey. And sometimes it's, you get to some real deep spots on the river, you know, and sometimes it gets really shallow. And there's times I've literally had to get out and drag that kayak through for a while and then get back to another spot where it starts getting a little, a little bit deeper and deeper. And, and, you know, and then it happens again and it happens again. You know, if you go on a 12 mile river trip, it's going to be, there's going to be up and downs, but there's a finish line. Right. And the only other option is to get off, you know what I mean? Drag yeah. out, get off the river and leave, you know, but we go through stuff and it's, it's much as I love my wife and stuff. We, we're just normal people. And much as I love God, I'm a normal person. I make my mistakes. And sometimes I got to just drag myself to the rocks and get back up. And, and sometimes it's shallow and sometimes it's deep. So the river analogy is what I like to offer. For that. That's good. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah, good. That yeah, is good. Well, uh, you're sitting here holding a guitar in front of us, man. Did, did you prepare something for us or, or what do you got on that? Well, I've prepared too many things. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, when Eric asked me to come down, he's like, man, I want you to play this song. And, uh, and thanks Eric for inviting me. I want to throw that out of here and, and, and thinking about me because I, you know, I've been dragging through the rocks for a while and stuff, you know, keep going, just you get kind of mundane and haven't done a lot musically lately. Well, well, so, okay. <clears throat> The, the reason why we're sitting here right now talking on this podcast and talking to, to, to my friend Kelly uh, is has, has a lot to do with, with, with a song that I hope he's going to play. Um, th- there was a song that, that Kelly wrote and, and he probably has no idea, you know, the effect that it had on me, but it, but it, but it had an effect on him when, when he put it all together and he came, he came and he was like, Hey man, I want you to hear this. And he, he started, you know, pounding out this song. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's, I mean, that's right where I'm at. You, you know, I mean, I'm sure other people have heard those songs that, and then, and then God gave me this image of, of uh, a podcast or, or an interview type uh, situation where there would be a host and they would draw out the testimonies of somebody else. And, and this song was, was like the intro to all that. And, and it, it was like maybe a, uh, a quick image of what God gave me, but, but, uh, so, um, I'm hoping you're about to play, uh, there's a road. Well, thanks for all that pressure, Eric. I appreciate that. <laughs> Cause if this song doesn't live up to everybody's else, hey, hey, it, it rocked me, bro. Uh, so there's a story behind this song. And when I tell the story, believe me, the, uh, the words in the song have nothing to do with the story. <laughs> I was going to put that out there right now. Like, <laughs> well, I was going to put all that into a song. Well, it's not what the song is. So there was a time on uh, on a Wednesday. Uh, I'd got out of work. As far as unemployed, struggling with that. I went down to our youth campus. Uh, we called our campus. We had a, a separate building for the youth where I was the director there. And, and you know, I did, you know, music and talking, preaching and whatever. So I went on down there and I was going to work on a, a song that uh, I'd heard on the radio or, or looked up and it was like a Zach Williams song. I'm like, man, I 
he was kind of when he was new out. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And it's pretty simple. I should be able to do this. And I've been doing music shows with a little band and stuff or doing the youth and getting them up in front of people and singing and playing. And I got to struggling with this song. And honestly, can't tell you which one it was. But I was going to throw this out there. If you haven't heard Zach Williams doing a song to the table, look it up. Yeah, and it's a good he, one. look it up when he's on a podcast, on a, a video one, doing it by himself, or he has one he did at a, at a prison. It's my absolute favorite song by him, but it's a good one. I couldn't do it, you know. I kept moving my capo around and trying to sing, sing this song. I'm like, man, what is it? And the devil started on me immediately. He's like, "Was you're not good enough?" And he started laughing at me. There he goes in lies again. And and he's like, "You actually get up in front of people and do this." who do you think you are? He, I mean, you're, you can't sing, can't play. You're kind of embarrassing. And he started just pounding on me mm. and I started, I guess, listening to it. And I put my guitar down and I went to vacuuming the church because my initial idea was I'm going to go down there and clean the church for a while. Sure. Vacuum, sure. get ready, work on this song. It'd be no big deal, but I couldn't do it. And so I hung my head and I started vacuuming and I was just like, yeah, you know, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. He kept telling me that, but I was only a couple of minutes into vacuuming and God said, go to the office. And it's almost like a robotic thing. I, I went in there into my office. I had there, I found a piece of paper kind of like this thing here and like a colored marker and wrote down some words on it. Went back and, and picked up my acoustic guitar and and just started playing and singing this song. Just out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It wasn't me. You know what I mean? I just I just dictate from the spirit and go out and do what they asked me to do. <laughs> Amen. And and I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, for you know, picking me right back up. Because God's like, not in my house. You know what I mean? This yeah. was the youth house. He's like, not in here, dude. You know what I mean? He immediately got all that stuff out of me, gave me something. He says, listen, you're Kelly. You're not Zach Williams. You're not Chris Tomlin. You're not Matthew West. This is what I want from you. You know what I mean? And that's what we got to realize, too. We, we're not anybody else. We can't emulate people. Yeah. Uh, we can look up to them a little bit, but God has something for us individually. And he Amen. made me realize that then. You know what I mean? Like, here's the words I want you to sing. Here's how I want you to play. You know what I mean? Right. Don't worry about all that other stuff. That's lies, you know? Yeah. And so I felt good about it. And then I got back up and started cleaning again. You know, like, that hey, was pretty cool. <laughs> I, like that. I like that little song. Yeah. And out of nowhere, our pastor walked in the building. He goes, what are you doing here? And I said, like, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I was going to drop <laughs> off some pop and stuff for the youth tonight. You know, I think his grandson was going to have a birthday party. So he's dropping some things off. And neither one of us normally would have been in there. Like, hey, dude, I want to show you this song. So I went to, uh, you know, I started playing my little ditty, and I got about a minute in it. And he's like, stop, because that's what I've been waiting for. He goes, there's a sermon I haven't been able to preach because I didn't know what it was missing. Can you do that Sunday? Because that's what I need. And that was just the affirmation of that. I'm like, absolutely. I haven't wow. read absolutely. I'm ready. You know I mean? And it just, it gives me chills every time I think about how, mm -hmm. you know, I get low and think how, uh, how God bless me. And then 
affirmed it immediately and pastor was needing it and all just from sure. Sure. God stepping up fighting my battle for me. Like, no, dude, I've got you something for you. Yeah. And, uh, and I appreciate that you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of my favorites that you do. I mean, you've got several that I like, but this is probably the top of the list. So I'll do it. And then we're stripped back down to, like I said, unplugged or acoustic. It's called these days or whatever. Yeah. And yep. I just tell people it's really just original versions because all songs are always written on a keyboard or a guitar and then they start, turn into something else. Yeah. That's where they start. Yeah. And get back down to the bones. Excited to hear it. Okay. So I'm going to give it a shot. I mess it up. We're going to edit this and we're going to fix it. Right. right. Take two. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> <laughs>
this road that will lead us back to Jesus. Oh, and soon we shall be home. Cause there is a road. Let me tell you about it. There is a road. Let me show you now. There is a road. Let me tell you about it. There is a road that will lead us back to Jesus. Oh, and soon we shall be home. Wow. I mean, did it do to you what it did to me? <laughs> Let me tell you something, buddy. That devil's a liar. Come the on, devil is a liar. That was beautiful. And he is a liar. It's it's simple chords, and I, not the greatest singer, but you know, I'm supposed to sing it. That's what God told me. Absolutely. You, you know, one thing I I, I want to say to you, and, and I do this to myself, so I'm kind of speaking to myself here, but but. Uh, we talked on um, Wednesday that uh, Justin stood in for Pastor Chad and and uh, and he spoke about how our words have 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 power, you know. And even if we when we look at at the Book of James, we 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 see where it it says they, they have the ability to to direct all, the whole ship like it's like a small rudder, and, and they have the ability to direct the whole ship. So um, I find myself. And that's why I'm saying this, saying, man, I'm, I'm not good enough. I, I, I'll never do it. I, I, I can't, I, I, you know, and, 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 I, and then I hear you say, man, I'm, I don't sing that good. But then I just hear you lay down that song and I'm thinking, like, don't say that about yourself, bro. You're better than that. You're better than that. Don't reaffirm what he's, what the enemy is right, telling exactly. you. Yeah. Reaffirm what God says about you. There's times I've I've had bands and I put a sign out in front like singer wanted, you know, <laughs> while I'm up there singing. <laughs> yeah. I'll take anybody, you know. Yeah. Well, well you're you're and just I'll as step good aside, as... you know. Sure. For somebody God sends me. I've done it, uh, you know, like, hey, I'll play bass then or you sing this song and I'll do the backups. I don't care, you know, as long as the message is out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well, just don't don't let him lie to you like that, man. Cause, cause you're, you're better than you give yourself credit for. I appreciate Very that. good. Very good. That was beautiful. Yeah. So, so anyways, I, I am, I am glad that you, that you decided to come down and do this. Cause like I said, this, the, the first time I heard that song, that's where all this kind of started from. And, and uh, I never really found a church um, that was, that was willing to, you know, to, to get behind anything that I was doing. So, uh, and, I mean, ironically enough, just they, they've they've uh, they've given me all kinds of opportunity just to to serve Jesus, and and so um, I'm I'm grateful for what we have here, and I'm grateful that you uh, got got to come down and, and be a part of it. I appreciate it. I remember like when I was doing the song, I was working a lot of recordings with it, and I was playing for you, like, hey, here's Jamel on the keyboards, and here's Colin on the drums, and here's he was hearing this whole full band deal and which i enjoy playing and i have this awesome lead guitar stuff i do in it but to strip it back down to how god gave it to me this is what i do in, in my music room at home you know i'll spend hours in there just going over these songs and things and playing chris tomlin songs and look up and you know two hours has gone by i'm like 
<laughs> see what my wife's up to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's got a full on music room in his house. I, I've, I've been there several times and 15 guitars hanging on the wall instead of drums set up in the corner, like wow. full on recording studio deal right there in his garage. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's legit. It's pretty awesome. And a little side story, like when I played secular music and I was also kind of a lyricist too and songwriter and, and had a friend that he could play acoustic and he could he could sing really well. So I'd write songs. I'm like, here, you sing. You want to play the bass. You know what I mean? I'll right. do backups. But, and I knew tons of guys over the years, you know, in the Shawnee area where I was from. But when I decided to get saved, I was a one man band. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah, I was by myself and I would try to tell people, Hey, you know, I got saved now. You want to play Christian music? Eh, you know, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I couldn't find anybody to play music with. So I started, you know, doing tracks all by myself because I had, I had nothing else to start with a drum machine until my younger son got old enough to play drums. I got him drum kit with his nine and time he was 13 or 14. He was, Kind of taken over and yeah, he can pound him down, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah, he can pound him down. That's cool. I found out how you can be alone in the world real quick when you make a, a sudden change and you lose everybody. Yeah, and I wasn't strong enough at that point to enter those places, you know, to pull people out. Yeah, I didn't understand it. I thought I got abandoned, and then sometimes I look back like you know, God maybe wanted me to go in there and somebody else out you know what i mean yeah sometimes you can only do that with your life you know what i mean and the way you walk and and the way you talk and yeah that there's a time across caddy corner across the highway where i moved out to live i mean you know where i live and there used to be a house over there and i found out uh this guy that lived over there he played drums and so all my friends and all the ones i played music with over the years they were gonna have a party over there okay I mean, so I'm on sitting on my porch, and some of these guys are my lifelong. Right, right. High I just might quit. Just yeah. you know, and I had this thought that I sat on the porch and waited f- for my friends to. I I explained to them I couldn't go there. You know, right? That they would come over and see me, right, right across the road, and it never happened. You know, and that was a realization like, man, you know, you got to toughen up when you, when you get saved and stuff. And sometimes you're on your own for a while, you know, and you got to, it's, it's a new start. Well, well, yeah, but that's, that's one of the, that's when the scripture starts to come alive for me. Like, uh, you know, um, I will never leave you or forsake you. You know, I, I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Uh, just, just those things start to kind of ring in my head. Cause I, I live at home alone. You know, I got, I got two dogs and, and, and it's just me and the dogs, you know, and, and, and my daughter lives right behind me. Um, but she doesn't come over very often, you know? And, and I mean, when she does, we enjoy our time together, but, but I almost have to drag her over to the house, you know? <laughs> so, but, but, so I get that. I get that. Yeah. But, but Jesus is always there. Never, never leaves us alone. You know, he's always uh, an earshot away. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any uh, any other words of wisdom before we come to the end of our time? Uh, I don't know if I have much wisdom, but 
<laughs> well, that song was quite a bit of wisdom. That was a lot of wisdom. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of songs like that I've written that I could tell you why or it's something's come about. And that one's still like, you know, what does it even mean? You know, like it had nothing to do with, you know, no, it's like there I was and the devil was beating me down. And yeah. you know, it's just it's not the message God wanted me to say, you know. So he, went, he was inspiring people through something that I still listen to. I'm going, what do I mean? I mean, I know there's a road, and at least, you know, this is not really that deep of a song, was it? I mean, <laughs> well, it well, is, but it, it's, it's, it's what it means to other people. It, it speaks Absolutely. to the individual. That's what I was just about to say is because everybody walks their own road. Yours has been different than mine. I wasn't raised up in church. You know, you, you know I mean, I was forced to go to church when I was a kid, but I wasn't raised up in church. Or, uh, and, and my family stayed at home while I went to church. And so uh, it, everybody has their own individual road. L- l- listen, there's one more that, that even if we just get a small clip of it, that's what, uh, and, and I believe, I believe you call it the one I'm waiting for. Okay, we can try that. Uh, are you are you hurting, or I know you injured your shoulder, so if you give me that, get that water. Yeah. Uh, all right, hold on. A Sorry, hold on. We got to get a water. What is the water? <laughs> Thank you, Art. Mm-hmm. Actually, my Arnold Palmer. I was drinking earlier. <laughs> Hydration is key. This was a little harder to, to sing sometimes, I think, because I do it on a keyboard. So when I switch to guitar, I try to follow that different. Okay. Uh, I want to give you some of it. And this, there is a story of this song. It's, it's called, like I said, the one I've waited for. I was watching uh, Flipping Channels one night uh, a few years back, and... It was they were playing music videos, and I wasn't really watching the videos, but it was uh, some rock band, and they were depicting all the teenagers, of course, with the red solo cups, and they're all partying and throwing stuff, and and it was a hard rock song and something that I probably would have listened to back in my day and enjoyed right. quite a bit, you know, without mentioning the band's name or who they were. I'm not giving them any credit, but I was like, man, so I started writing, why are you so angry and all this stuff like this little dissertation from God, you know, don't you know, I've done this and this, you know, like calling them out on their stuff and then kind of followed with the other part, you know, don't you know that you're mine and, and this other stuff. And I went and worked on, I worked on that song. So when I'm working on the song, that means it's not what God wants. You know what I mean? Right. If it doesn't come out, you know, I'm like I'm trying to put into this stuff and say these other verses. And God said, you know what? That's, that's not me. You're not speaking for me when you're you're attacking the youth right. or when you're just tell them I love them. And it yeah. hit me hard and I had to take a, a Sharpie and I had to mark out all these, these two verses of stuff I'd wrote. And I literally did. I marked it all out in black so I couldn't read it anymore. He goes, just tell them this part. Just tell them I love them. That's all, that's all you need to do. Good night. You don't need to be judging young people for doing stuff you did. You don't need to be calling them out for what you did. Mm. Tell them I love them. That's yeah. the message here. That's the message. That's good. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I had on that one. It's uh, good, though. Mm-hmm. 
mind I loved you all this time I've opened up the door The one I've waited for You are mine I've loved you all this time I have opened up the door The one I've waited for To turn, it's time to make a change. Open up those locks and drop your chains. And it's time for you to learn that there is no need to live this way. my love in your heart bring your sorrows to an end walk with me just take a step to start and oh come to me child into the light shall shine where you shall shine cause don't you know that you are mine and I've loved you all this time I've opened up the door you're the one I've waited for cause you are mine I've loved you all this time I've opened up the door The one I'm waiting for What I'm waiting for What I'm waiting for So come to me now Place my love In your heart Sorrow to an end. Just walk with me. Take a step to start. And oh, come to me, child. Into the light where you shall shine. You know you shall shine. Cause don't you know that you are mine? you all this time I've opened up the door the one I've waited for cause you are mine and I've loved you all this time I have opened up the door the one I've waited for you're the one I've waited for Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Just beautiful. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I wasn't trying to push you. I know you injured your shoulder the other day or whatever, and, and, and it's probably not the easiest. Thing I look, I look do, like but, a bird over here with a gimpy wing <laughs> trying to fly this thing. Yeah, but I got my fix now. So, you know, we can. <laughs> 
I appreciate it. You didn't you. care about me being hurt. No, just like play the guitar. Get up there, son. Where's my whip at? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 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 Good thing it was empty. <laughs> cool. Well, I believe we've come to the end of the, the hour. Uh, you want to pray us out there? Ah, certainly. Certainly. Father God, we just thank you for who you are and 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 what you've done in our lives, Father. We thank you for the testimony that you have have built here in, in our friend Kelly. And we thank you for the words that you give him in, in, in the rhythms and in the chords and, and just everything that you've done through him and, and for him. And uh, we know that you have a path and a plan for him. And we pray that you just uh, keep his ears tuned to your voice so that he hears yours and not the lies of the enemy. Father. We know that you've, that you've given him a gift. And and, uh, and and we appreciate it. We appreciate everything uh, that that you've brought him through, and and the doors that you've brought him to. We ask that you just place a hedge of protection around us and and, and him as he travels back home. And um, we we just uh, love you. Ask that you forgive us where we fail you. It's in your son's holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast Set Free, A Time for Testimony. Good night. Don't you know that you are mine? I loved you all this time. I've opened up the door. You're the one I've waited for. Cause you are mine. I've loved you all this time I have opened up the door You're the one I've waited for